boundless circle, the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway's My Beat, with Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. upward from Broadway is the sound of shock, the thing composed of laughter, trumpets, the clack of heels, the cry from the lonely bed. You stand at the window at police headquarters waiting for some part of it to touch you, and in one way or another it does. The frightened voice through a phone, the impersonal alarm of a teletype, or a tired officer walks into your office, touches your sleeve, gives you a message. Shooting on the Manhattan side of the George Washington Bridge, it says. Take the last side road on your right before you get there. Officer Murray will meet you. The siren on your squad car spills into the empty pockets of the night, fills them with its own brand of shock. You're there, and Officer Murray meets you. This way, Danny, that car parked over there. What happened? A boy and a girl. You'll see. Him? How bad? I'm no doc, Danny. Ambulance is on its way. Lost a lot of blood. When I found him, the car was open, the boy's position like he was trying to get out of the car. What about the girl? Four shots from up pretty close, it looks like. Dead. Uh-huh. Motive? Like I said, I'm not a doc, but it wasn't robbery. Here, wallets from both with just the amount of money you'd expect neatly dressed kids like that to have. Identification, too. Oh, let's see. Boy's name, Ted Forstack. Girls, Ruth Ballard. Both kids, both of them. Just touching 20. There's something else, Danny. What? Other side of the road. Come on. Somebody picked a nice secluded place for killing. Yeah. This road's blocked off, Danny, but kids slip around wooden roadblocks. That makes it a lover's lane, makes it more thrilling. Here. Look, see? Huh? Looks like somebody made a U-turn in an awful hurry. Yeah. Narrow tire... Reds, I guess Model A. Smacked this tree, some paint scraped off. Oh, comes the ambulance, Danny. Then to the whispered, muffled sounds of the night in the river, it added the furied lament of the siren and the attendance of the dead and the dying in there. They lift the boy gently, carry him to the waiting ambulance. Then the girl, there's less need to be gentle. They close the doors and the boy and girl belong to them, to the attendance of death. And for a fragment of an instant, there's silence. Then the night returns to fury. At headquarters, you make your initial report. You leave orders to trace a car that left tire marks and paint scrapings across the road from the scene of death. You look for duties that will delay you, and there are none. And you know you must go to an address and tell whoever is there that a girl has been murdered. A man is there, a man who's been watching the fights on television, drinking a glass of beer. Just a moment, Mr. Clover, I'll turn the sound down. There. There, we can still see the picture, we won't be interrupted. You enjoying the fights, Mr. Clover? Ruth Ballard, is she? Ruth? Ruth is my daughter, Mr. Clover. Is that why you're here, because of Ruth? Ruth's mother, Mr. Ballard. Maybe she should be here, too. Ruth's mother's dead. She died three years ago. 
What about Ruth, Mr. Clover? Something wrong? She been in an accident? Please, Mr. Clover, don't just stand there. What is it? Why are you here? Mr. Ballard, it's a... Something's happened to Ruth, hasn't it? Tell me, I have a right to know. Ruth is dead, Mr. Ballard. No! No! I don't know other way to say it, Mr. Ballard. There's... No. It's all right, Mr. Clover. It's all right. You have to do things, I understand. I'll... How? Ruth, how? They found her in a car, shot, murdered, Mr. Ballard. In Ted's car? Ted Forstack? Yes. The boy? He was shot, too, but he's alive. Unconscious, but alive. I'm glad for Ted. He's a good boy. You knew him, Mr. Ballard? Only when it came to take Ruth out. We'd talk a little about the fights. I'd offer him a beer. And then Ruth would be all dressed. They'd go out. I'd wait up for Ruth. Because I don't get much chance to talk to her. I work all day, so I wait up for her. I was doing that tonight. Her other friends, Mr. Bellet, who were they? I, I don't know. I know very little of how Ruth lived when I was away from her. It's hard, Mr. Clover, to be a father, take care of a girl properly, to buy her clothes, food, make it. So she couldn't hold her head up among her friends. I didn't do so good, did I, Mr. Clover? No good. Mr. Ballard, you... you know something, Mr. Clover? Ruth wasn't really my daughter. She was a stepdaughter. I adopted her because I loved her mother. Then I loved Ruth like she was my own flesh and blood. Now it's my fault. I should have taken her away where a child could live decently. It's all my fault. Miss Ballard, if I can help no, in some way. No. Thank you. Just go away, Mr. Just go away. You leave quietly because the words are never there to touch a bowed down heart. It's almost midnight, but you have another call to make. The address is on Amsterdam Avenue. The address in the wounded boy's woman. The front of it is a store, stationery, candy and cigarettes, the feeling guilt says. Walk in and face the lady and the man who are about ready to close for the night. Pony, it's right over there in back of candy counter. Perhaps the mister wants to buy something, Anna. Perhaps he doesn't. This time of night? You know, Mikhail, this time of night is always to use phone. No, I'm here to buy something, Anna. I'm from the police. Yesterday they had sent money for license to sell cigarettes. Check. Check is good one. Please, Anna. The mister said nothing to check. Police? Uh, Danny Clover. You're Mr. and Mrs. Forstack. So? Maybe. What no. do you want of us? Your son, your son, Ted. Ted. And police. Fine. He has hit a man? He robbed a man? He's been shot. Robbed a man and was shot? No, not like that. Yeah. Bad? Hurt bad? Pretty bad, Mr. Forstack. And it hurts Ted? Well, he's unconscious. He's in the hospital, St. Agnes. He's being taken care of. What happened to Ted? We don't know exactly. He was parked in a car with a girl with Ruth Ballard. She was shot to death. We don't know exactly what happened. Maybe you can help. A boy of mine. His friends, hoodlums from God. This is help I give you. What about his friends? 
He belongs to a club, as a young man should, for social, for contacts. The, the Adonis Club, it is called. Our baby, living his life with bombs. All right. And the girl, Ruth Bellin. He mentioned her name, I think, but it was not frequent name. I, I, I'm sorry for that. Oh, good evening. Uh, oh, customer. And not customer, Evelyn. Oh, you... then I invite him, too. Where's Ted? Yes. I brought a cake from the party. A whole cake with white frosting. Nobody touched a drop. Where's Ted? A neighbor of this woman, Mr. Evelyn Sherman. She shows all her puppets to parties. Sometimes she brings something to us from party. I'm from the police, Miss Sherman. What's the matter with Ted? He's been shot. Liar. Show me you're from the police. Evelyn, the man. Show me. Hard. I... Yeah. But, but he's a baby. Ted's a little baby. I watched him grow up. Shot. You better come with me, all of you. I'll take you to the hospital. <laughs> At the hospital, a nun told us softly that we couldn't see the boy. He was still unconscious. Dr. Sinsky was with him, had left orders no one was to be permitted to disturb him, not even a Mr. Clover. We'd have to wait until Dr. Sinsky said it was all right. So we waited. Then a nun walked through the dark corridor and ushered the shadows of night away. It was daylight. The city yawned and began its day-long scream. And we waited. Then a voice whispered to me that there was a phone call for Lieutenant Clover in the office. This way. Thank you, sister. Danny Clover speaking. Danny, this is Sergeant Gino Tartaglia. How's the boy? No, he's not out of it yet. What do you want, Tartaglia? We traced the car, Danny. That car that left its fingerprints at the scene of the crime. We tracked it down, Danny. Where is it? It is a delivery truck in the alley back of Kilbert's cleaning and dining establishment. 1845 West 125th Street. Registered to George Kelvin. On the ball, huh, Danny? Yeah, you can paste a gold star in your notebook, little Gino. Be with you in a minute, pal. Oh, these pleated skirts. They take the life out of a man. These pleated skirts make you old before your time. <laughs> George Kelbert? George Kelbert? Yeah, I told you I'd be with you in a minute, pal. Yeah. This doll will love me for the way I press his skirt. You're big with the ladies, huh, George? Well, let's put it this way. Not one of them has sent in her resignation as yet. <laughs> Where were you last night, George? You must have a reason to ask me something personal like that. You a wounded husband or something? Uh, just a policeman, George. Oh, don't show me your badge. I can tell by your sloppy suit. Where were you last night, George? I don't think you got a right to ask me without you showing me I committed a sin or something. I'll do that, George. Where you were, where your car was, a murder was committed. You mean up there near the George Washington Bridge, a girl was murdered? I didn't say a girl. Hey, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't pin me to the wall. I said a girl because up there in that lover's lane, it's known that girls are sometimes killed. There are guys who go around doing it. You were there, huh, George? Alone? You got nothing says I was there. You're trying, policeman. That's all you're doing. Trying. There was a tire mark off your delivery truck. Your fender scraped on a tree, left paint. What was the matter, George? Were you in a hurry to get away? No, I wasn't in a hurry. She just wanted another kiss. She likes to cuddle up and kiss me while I'm driving. This is bound to make me lose a little control. Me? Who, George? The once a weeker. We date once a week. June Leonard. 
Lives in Brooklyn someplace. You go ask her. She was with me all the time. I don't know anything about a murder. Ask her. And fix her so she don't lie. June Leonard. We'll ask her. While you were up there, George, with June Leonard, did you hear shots, a series of shots? We heard nothing, nothing at all, except each other. That's how it is when you're in love. Uh, you should know, George. Let's go. Go? Go Go where? What are you talking about? Looking you for suspicion of murder. Are you crazy? You're crazy, you stinking rotten cop! You walk into my place of business and take me away from me! and protesting when I took him with me. At headquarters, I had a thing to do. I called the hospital and told Dr. Sinsky I was on my way down. And Dr. Sinsky said room 302. He'd wait for me by the elevator door. It took ten minutes to get there. And Dr. Sinsky was waiting. Danny. Dr. Sinsky, how's the boy? Danny, why is it that our conversation must always open on sorrow? Can I see him? This way, Daddy. In here. Uh, you know these people, Danny. Mr. and Mrs. Forrestek, uh, Miss Sherman. Yeah, yeah, I do. Doctor, it seemed like my son's lips were moving just as you left it off. Yes? <laughs> Danny. What? Quietly, Dan. Please. Uh, the stethoscope on the table. All right. Here. My son. My son. My son. My son. He's dead, Danny. Broadway's My Beat, written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin, and starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. In the late summer afternoon, Broadway stands on a corner, sips its penny plane, and sums up the day. Some days are better than others. Some days you break even. The horse don't come in, but you don't get fired that day either. You get a play and you don't get hurt. But take the day now. Here's the day. DiMaggio, miracles with bases loaded. The rainmakers worked up a dew. And a boy, a lover, died of bullet wounds inflicted by a person of persons unknown. Thus holding in final embrace the girl he loved. The girl who was also shot to death in lover's lane. Here's maybe a tragic day, but here is a day. Or as Sergeant Gino Tataglia presented it to me. Danny, I give you the end of a perfect day. When you come to the end of a perfect Tataglia, day. you're singing again. Oh, Danny. Danny, you are like my wife, like Mrs. Tartaglia. You deny me and yourself the pleasures of life. Oh? Yeah. At home, every time I start singing, Mrs. Tartaglia turns on the Hoover. She says it's to vacuum clean the Tartaglia rug. But all the time, I think it's because she's jealous of my vocal cords. Uh, well, Danny, what progress have we made? Uh, no, you tell me, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Item. The boy, Ted Forrestick, 
like a million other kids in our city. Too tough, too smart, from a poor family, consorted with others of his type in a club called the Adonis Club. I know. The girl, Ruth? Nah, no connection with the Adonis Club. No close connection with anybody except the stepfather and the boy, from what we can find out. Nobody wanted her dead, from what we can find out. Anything else? Yeah, yeah. We have picked up June Leonard, that dry-cleaning man's girlfriend. Why didn't you tell me? Where is she? Right outside, Danny. Should I bring her in? Miss Leonard? Yeah. Miss Leonard. Come in. Sit down, Miss Leonard. Why was I arrested? Why was I brought here? I never done nothing. Last night, Miss Leonard. Where were you? I was home. I was sitting at home listening to the radio. You're lying, Miss Leonard. George Calvert says you were with him. Promise me. All right, so I was with George. Is that wrong to be with a fella? You arrest girls for that? We do, and there's been a murder. Two murders. What are you talking about? Murder? I don't know nothing about a murder. All I know is I work and try to have a little fun all of a sudden murder. Ruth Ballard, did you know her, June? No, I didn't know any girl by that name. Please, let me go, will you? My father's throw me out if they find out I got mixed up in them. Ted Forstek, did you know him? No, I never heard of him. George Kelber, did he know them? How do I know who George knows? All I know is he thinks he shows me a good time sometimes. I ask him no personal questions. Ruth Ballard and Ted Forstek were shot to death near the George Washington Bridge last night. You were there, June. No, I wasn't. You were, June. George says you were. How long were you there? I don't know. An hour, maybe two hours. Did you hear shots while you were up there with George? Shots? Pistol shots, shots from a revolver. No, I didn't hear anything like that. I didn't hear anything except George whispering to me. George says he heard shots. Why, that dirty... All right. All right, I heard him. I heard a lot of shots. I got scared. I made George drive us away from there real fast because I was scared. George is with you all the time. <laughs> oh, leave me alone, can't you? Please leave me alone. I want my father. Tiger. Yeah, Danny. Yeah. Come with me, Miss Leonard. Come along. Sergeant Tiger was gentle when he took her away. Then I made a phone call to the Adonis Club. No one was there, a voice told me. Try later when everybody would be there at the dance, Daddy-O, the voice said. Starts at ten. Come one, come all, Daddy-O. Daddy-O got there at 10.30 to the basement clubhouse on 3rd Avenue. Got pointed out the chief Adonis, a youth who leaned against the barn, was having fun looking at the dancers through a beer bottle held by like a telescope. I ruined it for him. Uh, you're in the way, Buster. I want to talk to you. Huh? All right. Yeah. What's your big need, Buster? I'm from the police. Oh? Well, make me think so. You're hiding your buzzer under the lapel. Let me look, huh? See? Yeah. I'm Dolly Nasio, you? Uh, Danny Clover. All right. We got no back room here, if that's what. Well, Ted Forrestack, he was a member here. A cub, an apprentice. We were breaking him in. You celebrating his memory with this dance? No, no. Life goes on, the book says. The dance was scheduled before Ted dying was. Poor Ted. Who killed him, Dolly? Who killed him, Mr. Clove? Look, Dolly. What do you want me to say, Mr. Clove? I don't know who killed him. I know Forrest. They sure played cards with him, hoisted a glass with him, exchanged phone numbers with him. That's the thick and thin I went through with him. So now I'll never talk to him, so. Nothing else, huh? 
He was a fortunate boy, Mr. Clover. He's dead, but when he wasn't that way, he was fortunate. So let's not pop a tear. Fortunate? Girls. He was a boy girls were happy with. And? Happy girls are generous girls. One of them was real happy. One of them was real generous. Give them nice things. Shirts to wear, wallets stripped from alligators, money stripped from who knows where. Expensive watches to make his wrist look pretty. What girl did that? He never said. That's a number we never exchanged. But real expensive stuff, Mr. Clover. You'd never believe it. Not an idea who. If I did, I'd take over. None of our girls could afford that stuff. Hey, go look at that loot, Mr. Clover. It's still around, I guess. You'll see what I mean. Mr. Forstack. Mr. Forstack, wake up. I was not asleep. Oh, it's you, Mr. Clover. The messenger of death. Who died today, Mr. Clover? Mr. Forstack. Look I... at my little store, Mr. Clover. Look at how it's covered with dust. I don't take care anymore. All my life I build something, keep it clean, gets covered with dust. My boy, too. Mr. Forstack, I came to... To grieve with us, with me, with my wife, Anna. It is hard to understand, Anna, sometimes, Mr. Clover. Her mouth says to you she hates our boy, but... Now he is dead, and Anna lies in our bed and does not speak, does not weep. But in the night, she cries out our boy's name. Thank you, Mr. Clover. Goodbye. Your boy's room, Mr. Foster. There may be something in it that'll help us find Ted's murderer. It will not bring our boy back. It will not make him answer his mother's cry. I have to get into that room, Mr. Foster. If not me, someone else. But we'll get into it. If... You will be quiet. You will be very quiet. You will not say a word to one. Where is it? In the back. What is left of our life hides in the back. Come, Mr. Clover. Mr. Forster. Why, I told you one is not to know you're here. This is Ted's room. Where'd he keep his things? What things? All over the room are things that belong to my boy. Uh, personal things, jewelry, wallet, things like that. Oh. Here in the dresser drawer. Here they are, Mr. Clover. Expensive things. This watch, this wallet of alligator money. Where'd he get them? I do not know. Anna thought he robbed them. What do you think, Mr. Forsyth? They are rich. I never knew things like these. I could not get them for Ted. Ted could not for himself. What do you think you got him, Mr. Forsyth? I told you I do not know. I asked Ted. I beat him to tell me. I beat him. He could have broken me. He said, it's none of your business, old man. It... I want to take these with me. All right. But you will return, Mr. Clover, before Anna knows they are gone. You, you, you will return me. Please, Mr. Clover. Can I see you for a minute? Oh, 
Sure, Dr. Tinsky, anytime. Uh, sit down. Oh, thank you. Well, what's on your mind, Doctor? Nothing, except I dropped in here to conform with standard operating procedure, autopsy reports. Uh, you in the mood to listen? I think you should. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Ruth Ballard shot four times. Supplementary report from ballistics showed the bullets from the same gun that killed the boy. Four times, Danny. Any one of the shots would have killed her instantaneously. What else about the girl? Nothing else. Then she was killed only because someone wanted her dead. What? Someone wanted her dead, Doctor. I know, four shots. A person in animal fury would have done that. From what I can tell, I'd say she was sitting in the car. A person came up to her, shot her four times. Nothing more than that. Do you know who did that, Danny? A person who was jealous of her. A person who loved Ted Farstack. A person who gave Ted expensive presents. Do you know who? Don't make me repeat myself, Doctor. Then who? Stick around. I'll show the person to you. Yes? Oh, it's, uh, Mr. Uh, Clover, isn't it? May I come in, Miss Sherman? Well, I was just practicing my puppets for a party tomorrow, Kitty's party. May I come in? All right, come in. What do you want, Mr. Clover? It's about Ted. About his murderer? Maybe. Then why are you here? Go ahead, Miss Sherman. Practice your puppets. I'll just look around. But I don't see why you'd be... Go ahead, Miss Sherman. Miss Sherman. Wait a minute. What is it? This uh, photograph of Ted. He gave it to this me. This ribbon from a track meet tucked in the frame. He won it. He gave it to me. Why should he give them to you? I asked him for them. He liked me. He gave them to me. Huh? These, too? Put them down. Man's gloves. Ted's? Put them down. All right. Ted's gloves, huh? If you're through, you can get out. Not yet. I want to show you some things. You've got nothing to show me. Get out. A wallet. A wristwatch. You gave them to Ted. Look at them, Evelyn. Give them to me. You've got no right to Presents touch them. Presents to Ted from you, Evelyn. Give them to me. Because you loved the boy. Really loved him like a woman loves a man. All right. Yes, I loved him because he was someone a woman could love. And be jealous of. Yes, yes. But he didn't love you? You're lying. He didn't. That's why he was with Ruth. Ruth was nothing to him. He always came back to me. For the rich presence. He didn't love you. You lie. You're a liar. So you killed a girl. Shot her four times in your fury. And Ted, why did you shoot him? Because he tried to stop you? Because you knew he didn't love you? <laughs> he didn't love you. He didn't, Evelyn. I didn't mean to kill Ted. He got in the way. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. She stood there, her body swaying, her fingertips pressed into her cheeks. Then a thing happened. She looked suddenly old. The youth she had tried to keep for the boy dissolved and fled from her. All at once she accepted it, knew there was nothing left. 
She made no protest when I took her arm and led her through the door. against the fugitive night. Each in his own way make time stand still as the break. The dawn comes and the gutters are choked with the waste of minutes, the infinite man-hours of loneliness. It's Broadway, the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway, my beat. My Beat stars Larry Thor as Detective Lieutenant Danny Clover with Charles Calvert as Tartaglia. The program was produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. The musical score was composed and conducted by Alexander Courage. Included in tonight's cast were Lillian Bias, B. Benadaris, Jerry Hausner, Lou Merrill, Jack Crucian, and Anthony Barrett. States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.